Welcome to the Surge Strength Podcast, powered by Ritter Sports Performance. This podcast is dedicated to helping swim coaches and swimmers learn how to properly implement dry land and strength training programs that result in moving better, reducing injuries, and swimming faster. Let's join your host, Chris Ritter. Welcome back to another episode of the Surge Strength Podcast, and wow, a ton of you have already enrolled in the Surge Strength Academy, taken those Dryland 101 courses. Remember, that's free. Just visit surge-strength.com. And we have uh, about half a dozen, I think, at this point, Dryland 101 courses available and planning to release more in the coming weeks and months. But you can get in there right now and get started like a bunch of other coaches just did (laughs) the other day, which is awesome. You now have less than a week from whenever you're listening to this to only save $100 off on enrolling in the Surge Strength Drowning Certification using the code SSDC, which are the credentials you can put after your name once you go through this process and pass the final exam. And if you're listening to it on the day this released, Monday the 27th, that means you have less than 24 hours if you sign up by midnight tonight. You will also get uh, access to two bonus study sessions with other coaches and myself on a Zoom video call as you're working through the curriculum in the Surge Strength Dryland certification. And actually for this week's edition of Inside the Surge Strength Academy, we're gonna visit part two of the study session that we had, and I believe this just happened last week, And we continue on talking about injury prevention for one coach who really had a swimmer that I'm sure many other you coaches listening out there have had. Typical front shoulder pain a few days into practice. Well, how do you manage that? What do you do with an athlete like that? And then towards the end, we end up talking about how can you run individualized dry land programs, but as a group? Because obviously, just like in the water, if you can individualize training for the swimmer, they're going to have a better training session. And just... Same thing applies on land. If you can individualize the dry land training but still be able to run it as a group, everybody's going to get better at a much faster rate. So those are just a few of the topics we cover in this episode's Inside the Surge Strength Dryland Academy. So let's jump into that call. Hey, my, my next kind of question is really about injury prevention. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I've I was one of those coaches a few years ago who did a lot of big time yardage and I've kind of backed off a lot and I've taken them down and, and, and I'm not, I'm not hitting them as hard as I was, but I have an issue with one girl who's got that pain right here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're day, day three in practice and she's got the pain right here, you know, crying and, you know, and I'm trying to figure out how I can manage her because I don't know she was one that did not show up this summer. You know, she ghosted mm-hmm. me. So she had the yeah, opportunity yeah. to work through all this and to work the front and the back and she didn't show. So now yeah. I'm, you know, I'm trying to manage her and trying to manage a difficult situation without having to, I'm going to, I may have to cut her actually if, if, you know, cause space or consider space yeah. considerations with this COVID thing. So I'm kind of struggling with trying to set up some kind of plan for her after you know she goes to a doctor and gets a recommendation from a professional um, yeah so that was that was my first question Barry. is like number one has that happened because again like i told you guys i definitely put that out so far like you want to play doctor right so like if a kid is hurt like send them to someone 
so that that protects you. Yeah. And then if you know you get back with the recommendations of what it is, if let's say it's all clear and it's just some type of tendonitis, you know, the biceps, <laughs> biceps tendon there, you know, yeah. classic one. Um, what I would kind of lean on is, and I haven't talked about it much yet, if at all. Um, so this uh, concept of post-activation potential. And so what that is, is basically firing up the muscles prior with external weight and how that then allows better performance after. So you're, you'll, you see that in like the strength power phase where you do a heavy, let's say squat and then squat jumps. So that concept is post-activation potential where we're firing those muscles really at a high level, motor units are firing, and now you know, we're going explosive. In a similar way, what I would maybe try with this girl is um, a couple of like my go-tos for shoulder care and mobility. So I'm thinking like, all right, I'm gonna do waiter carry with her down and back. And almost treat, you know, depending on how the practice goes, Barry, like let's say, let's say you're doing a more traditional warm-up with them in the water, yeah. right? Like they're they're gonna do 10 minutes or whatever in the water at right. this point. Instead of her doing that, maybe she's just on land, she's doing waiter carry back and forth for a minute or two. Then she's going to do maybe bat wings or something to really activate back here. Right. Um, and then maybe one more exercise where it's just all pull or a function exercise around shoulder and shoulder mobility. Right. And I think that can sometimes like buy you at least a little time into practice. Like it might not solve it for the whole practice. Yeah. But I would be willing to bet if you kind of help those muscles light up because what's happening is, you know, what, what's hurting isn't the problem. It's that everything else is weak around it and then yeah. that's getting beat up for it. And yeah. so if you can kind of lean on that post-activation potential of like, yeah. hey, muscles, let's get ready to go. Right. I feel like that's going to buy you at least some time into practice. And then I would, I would really put it on her and the parents and say, hey, this is obviously an issue. I, I let them to do to this that. at home. <laughs> I gave some information today that they need to work through, but you know, that she, the report was, oh, yeah, I did this, this, and this. And they said that she basically, it sounded like she said to me, I have to do scat push-ups. I'm like, there's got to be more. Yeah. There's got to so be basically, more. So basically, you know, you're dealing with kind of a low-level physical therapist that if that's the recommendation, they got back. Yeah. So then, you know, then I would use that as, okay, I got my all clear. There's nothing like, you know, really wrong that requires surgery or that you need to be worried about, like yeah. something's almost going to tear. So okay, great. Scat pushups is a start, but then there's all these other things that you should yeah. do. And here's a 10 minute routine that you're going to warm up with. Yeah. And, you know, maybe you, you get to the pool 10 minutes early and do it or do it right at home before you come right. something yeah. like that. All right, cool. Yeah. Thanks for that. I, yeah. I, I would push that and, and play around with that. Um, Jim, you just tech, uh, texted something to here. I have a question about very about injury prevention. One of the early lectures about building stronger athletes to prevent injury rather than the prehab and rehab. Yeah, Jim, you want to expand on that a little bit? Yeah, no, I think your answer to Barry kind of helped with that. Oh, okay. And I think I'm, I'm hearing it now, but um, I definitely was skeptical early on when I, when I was watching the first few videos and, and feeling sort of unarmed as a coach. And I'm, I'm a little behind, admittedly, but one of the things I'm always, I'm always afraid of is like not helping the kids do the things to keep themselves from being injured. And I think mm – -hmm. What you're saying is you're not saying don't do these things to prepare for practice and to prepare to swim. You're saying it can't be the only thing they're doing to, to, to prevent that injury. And yeah, and uh, you know, um, Paul Paul Yetter gave a great example in the in the other mentorship program about 
some things that he do. It sounds like some of the scapular push-ups and some of the other. Mm-hmm. He has them doing wall push-ups and things. Mm-hmm. And he has an almost a routine that he's published to the team that they're required to do before they get to the pool. Yeah. And when he has kids that start having shoulder challenges, he, he asks them, how, how are we doing on that? And the kids, you know, <laughs> it's sort of an accountability moment. The kids aren't doing it. And so what I think I'm hearing right now is you, you need those kind of things, but that's not your dry land program. Those are the things that they're doing to prepare themselves mm-hmm. to that. I love that post activation potential. I'm going to, I'm going to look forward to when I see that in the lessons and then yeah. look it up myself. Um, I've heard yeah. that with a few different things now with uh, going fast as well. So mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. And I'm seeing how it all connects good, a little better. Yeah. No, Jim, that's a good point of, of just thinking like, you know, some kids you're going to have to give them a little bit extra just so they're on the level of the other kids. And, and you can't, don't at all think, oh, that checks the dryland box for them. You know, that's just, that's the whole point of this, right? It's like you're, you need to get athletes at a certain level. And that's what we're going to talk about in the next module, uh, number five, assessments and testing, where we're going to go over some of those standards where, you know, hey, this is what, especially like for, you know, 13, 14 senior level age groupers, like these are standards of like strength, mobility, like, and if they're not checking these boxes, you need to look at them as, kind of delinquent and we need to catch them up somehow to get it to the level or else we're going to run into problems like that Barry's seeing Because if, if that girl could hit all the standards I have laid out, I almost guarantee there's no shoulder problems because yeah. she's a good athlete and everything's working she's together. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's the, that's, the, that's the whole point. If we can get them to be good athletes, then as coaches, you have something that you can mold in the water and you don't have to worry about, okay, I got, you know, how much yardage am I at? Because their shoulders are almost ready to break, you know? And then in some ways that allows you, And again, I don't care if you're doing high yardage or, or race-based training. It doesn't matter to me. But if you have a good athlete, that gives you all the options as a coach in terms of expanding your toolkit and to figure out what's the best thing you want to do with them, you know? So. Yeah, uh, thanks. Yeah, that, that's very helpful. Awesome. Well, glad, glad you guys are enjoying it so far. Phil, Donald. Donald, unmute yourself. I think I unmuted it, right? There you go. Hey, so your question was kind of, I didn't understand it with the levers you're on. What, what, are you, what are you asking about the levers? Oh, uh, you had mentioned, can you hear me, Chris? Yep, yep, I can hear I'm you. I'm finishing up practice now. It was, um, shit, I don't even remember what I wrote. <laughs> I'll send you an It was just something you- about... The module three and levers. And that was it. I was like, Tom, right, right. Oh, no, no. there was a question. There was a question on levers, right? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, and I'm trying to find it, but I didn't know which module. Cause I got like a 70, I, I missed like three questions. And one was the, the lever question, right? So I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm, I need to go back and find this. So, oh, and are you having a hard time finding it? Yeah. I didn't know which module it was in. I didn't know if it oh, was two or great, three. No, this is a great example, Donald. So, uh, I, off the top of my head, that's going to be in the principles of strength conditioning, I feel like. So I think that's module three. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure. But that's going off the top of my head. But Donald, this is what you do. And this is for anybody else that has, because that's the whole point of those quizzes is like to kind of help you know, like, how well am I picking up this information, right? Because I don't want you to be surprised at the end when you fail the test and you got to like <laughs> retake it or pay, pay to retake it, you know? Like I'm trying to help you as much as possible to know where you're at. And so um, that's where that search and review module or lesson in every module. So if you go in there and, you know, and I'm 
pretty sure it's module three. So if you go in module three, it's the, it's the lesson right before the quiz. Right. Search and review. Go in and just type lever. And then what that's going to do is that's going to pull up every video that I said the word lever. Okay. Okay. And so that way, that's, so I'm, I'm saving you time on the study stuff there. And that's why I put it at the end by the quiz. So that's what those are for. And I separated it. So by module, it's only going to search the videos in that module. So that way I figured, cause I'm going to say words, you know, at different modules, but that way it'll kind of help you narrow it down a little bit more, especially if like, let's say, you know, module three, that's the quiz you really didn't do good on and the others you did fine. So that one, you need to spend time like typing in some stuff, figuring it out. So yeah, so All right. use that. And that's why I put it in there exactly for that case. Hey, also, Chris, how can I get one of those awesome. Ritter? Cool. And I'm working on the t-shirt, man. It's just low <laughs> on the list right now. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Chris. Cool. Thanks, Donald. All right. Phil, you got a question? Jimmy, got another question? Anybody else got questions? I think my questions are going to come more in probably the next thing. The assessment and testing is where I'm yeah, kind yeah. of like, I, I have all these, like I, I've talked to you about it before, but I, I've had all these kids and the, all these different like ranges of what they can do and what they're, you know, mm. kids who can't, you know, basically can't do a push up, And I've got kids who can do, you know, power push ups, you know, easy yeah. and, and, you know, yeah. up with weight on their back and that kind of thing. So I, I'm just kind of taking it in for now. Everything seems pretty much straightforward. The, like I said, next time around, I'll probably have plenty to ask about just no, to figure out like how to slot them into different levels and then kind of, you know, mm -hmm. assign them a diff, you know, change their workout individually depending on who, um, who can do what. Yeah. And I, I played around with like how I present the information. So, and, and tell me if I was successful in my attempt, but, what I wanted to basically do is because a lot of before when I've done this, the assessment I've taught really early on. And I felt like sometimes that confused people more because like you almost didn't kind of see like what we're getting to. And so my idea was by doing the exercise and movement in second module that, okay, you've already seen a lot of stuff. You've seen that there are different levels. You can hopefully see how you can progress and regress. So what I'm hoping is that by the time we get to the assessment, light bulbs are going to start going off and you're like, okay, now I see it. So if I got a kid here, I got to be in this level. And like, you already know that. Whereas before I felt like sometimes people were getting confused when we started with the assessment and they're like, okay, well, I don't know what to do with that. And so I'm hoping that that's going to, you know, come out a little bit better, like how I structured it. Um, so, cause I mean, hopefully right now you can see, like you could write a workout and I feel like I, I probably did this when I was doing that one workout where I was changing all the variables and stuff, but you know, you could basically write a skeleton of a workout. And then with your kids that are, you know, way on the high end of like a power pushup thing. Okay. You know, you got to really challenge them on that push exercise. Whereas the others, you know, they're just doing drop down pushup and, but everybody's still essentially doing the same workout, but that's how you can individualize it even with a group. And, you know, always keeping it simple is better than more complex. So even if you just narrow it down to, okay, I'm only going to just be rotating through, I don't know, eight push exercises, you know, pick, pick eight between level one, level three, a power, a strength one, and your kids know that. And then they can own that and say, okay, well, you, you're, you're doing this one. You're doing that one. When we get to the push section, you know, and I mean, it takes some work on the front end for coaches, but if you do that, you really can have a group program be individualized because I know, cause as a, as, as a personal trainer and strength coach, 
when I was working with teams, that's what I was doing all the time. I would just walk around and say, okay, hey, obviously you need a band for these pull-ups. You know, you know, we need to make this a little harder. And that's where you can use your coaching eye to walk around. But you got to know, okay, what levels are available to me? And then with the assessment piece, knowing, okay, I know this kid is really weak in this, so I got to watch out for it. You know? So hopefully, though, that am I right? Like you're, you're seeing that already before we've gotten to the assessment part. Awesome. Yeah, and I've, I've basically, you know, all summer since we've, you know, we were basically, you know, we like showed up at our state comp, comp, you know, championship this year and they turned us away at the door to basically tell us that they had canceled it. Oh. And so like since then, I mean, it, it, was, it was like one of those blessings in disguise to a degree because uh, my wife gave birth like two days later, but so I would have had to leave the meet anyway. Oh, <laughs> But, but anyway, like that, that, that you were Monday, destined not to make that meat fill. Yeah, exactly. Like two weeks later, I kind of was like, I gave, I mean, I gave up on ever going back, you know, I'm, I'm getting back in the water again. And, and so I started sending out workouts. And so since then I've been kind of like, I started working off on working on mainly mobility. So I gave them all these kind of workouts yep. worked on that. Now I'm trying to give them like a, like a GPP type thing. Yep. And so in the next, like, you know, three or four weeks, I think they'll wrap that up and, and I'll, I would I'm hoping to be able to get this and again, be able to tailor it to the different groups. Uh, and mm-hmm. and I, I know like certain kids will be level three somewhere and maybe only level yep. one somewhere else. And so yeah, I really want to be able to do that. Cause I think I was just watching some of the newest stuff and it was talking about, you know, you don't want them to get bored because it's too hard or because it's too easy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I fell into a lot of issues over the last, you know, a couple of years probably. Yeah, no, absolutely. Cool. Awesome, guys. Any of you have any other questions or feedback? Sounds like it's going good so far overall. Hey, I'm enjoying it. I, I feel like it's, it's confirming a lot of things I believe and I've read. And I'm, I'm, good. It, it's given me a, an approach and I'm looking forward. Like I said, I'm a little behind. I was mainly on the foundational module one, listening to what you're talking about. But uh, the philosophy behind it matches with what, what I think is the balance you need in not not overdoing the um you know the the reps and the endurance but really looking at what yeah. what, are you, what are you giving them outside the pool that you can't give them in the pool and then mm-hmm. figuring out how to translate that so it makes sense to me and I think I'll probably recommend it to some other coaches that I work with as a future uh, that's awesome, as, I, as I move on they'll need someone else to take care of their dry land so yeah yeah and that's the whole point is remembering like they're swimmers right so if if they weren't swimming and we're in a vacuum yeah, I'm probably going to actually approach that a little bit differently because in the back of my mind, I'm always trying to account for this is maybe half their practice or less in a, in a, in a day, in a week, right, with the tri And so you have to take that into account. And if you don't, even if you're doing, you know, a balanced program, right, with like ratios, but if you're, if you're killing them on land, then you're not able to let them, you know, do in the water or if you're going too easy on land. So uh, I'm, I'm glad you're seeing that through because I really was trying to, be really specific on, okay, I'm just talking to swimmers and swim coaches. Um, and my thought is too, for this cert to not only help coaches like yourself or swim coaches that maybe or maybe don't have a background in exercise science, but we're going to be reaching out to strength coaches and personal trainers that work with swimmers, but they may have no idea about swimming. And so I'm hoping that on the same token, they're going to then see too, oh yeah, I need to remember this is not their only workout of the day. And I'm hoping I'm able to talk to like both of those audiences as we go through the cert. So even if you do know all the, you know, if you're, if you're a certified CSCS, 
you're not learning anything new probably on, you know, module two. Like that, that's not new for you. But what you hopefully will pick up, especially in like module one, is the philosophy of, oh, okay, I need to balance the workload of what I'm doing and maybe understand a little bit more of the specifics of swimming that they should think about as a, as a strength coach. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what we ran into when we, when we tried to outsource dry land for one year. <laughs> great coaches, great, great exercise, I, nothing, right. nothing wrong, but it, it, was, it was what Barry was talking about. They just came back tired. Yeah, and then we took we took it over two years ago for ourselves, and it was, but but it was we weren't quite sure if we were heading in the right direction. So this is reaffirming it. So awesome. appreciate it. Cool. On this edition of Dryland Talk, we're going to revisit part of an interview I did with Eric Peterson from the Shaker Sharks, and was on the Swim Coaches Base podcast, and this was a few years ago. And you, I know that because at that time we only had one other Dryland certified coach. Uh, performance coach at the time that was helping us deliver team programs. And now we have a handful of them helping teams all around the world. So it's just, it's kind of crazy to think about. Eric was one of the first couple teams that we started serving and helping with their dryland programs through our app. And so just to think of how far it's come. And also Eric's pretty cool in that he took part in the first kind of surge strength product we put out there, which was just a, a video of a two day clinic I put on here in Charlotte a while back. And so that was kind of the genesis that we've been able to build up the curriculum over time that now is the surge strength dryland certification. So kind of cool to go down memory lane a little bit with this interview with Eric, who's a great coach. And by the way, Eric is one of the almost 100 coaches now that are working through the surge strength dryland certification. So talk about a constant learner. Eric is a great example of that. (laughs) He did one of the most early surge products that we had we've trained his team for a number of years so he's learned a ton from that but now he is taking a step even further and developing himself professionally and getting surge strength dryland certified so eric's one of those coaches that's working his way through hopefully you'll join us in the surge strength academy as well but let's jump on into this dryland talk with eric can you just talk a little bit about how that has helped change your program uh for the better working with Mo specifically Absolutely. Um, the I started with um, your information on the on the website mm-hmm. with the um, the dryland. Um, yeah, the search training name system. Escapes me right now. Yeah, the search training yes, system. Yes, the yeah. search search. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a training facility up here called Spire, and I know it wasn't Spire, but uh, the search training. And I and I really watched and studied uh, quite a bit, and uh, was trying to understand because it seemed to meet a lot of the needs that we had, where mm-hmm. it was working much more with the core, working much more with building strength for that was going to be, I felt special and specialized in swimming. And that um, so many of the training programs that I had seen up before that just kind of kept reverting back to Olympic style lifts with, mm. I think they have a place, but I don't think they have a focus for right. swimming. Yeah. Um, and then, um, then I, I started contacting and looking around and um, trying to research some other programs. And, and Bo has been fantastic for us. His willingness to adapt things to what our needs are, what our facilities are, and just communicate with the kids even individually. They can send him a note. They can send him a video. And they say, hey, does this look right? And so we have kids that... Uh, just like everybody else has, you know, for the summer or for a spring break or for a winter break, they're saying, look, I'm going to be away for a week. Is there anything I can do? And he'll yeah. even tailor exercises for them that they can do in a hotel. 
um, when they're traveling. And, um, and we talk frequently and, and that I think has really been the key is that it's not a, it's not a generic program that he's cranking out some template and says right. here, here's 30 weeks of training for you. And it's <laughs> done luck. on a spreadsheet where he types in the first date and it just, you know, populates the rest of the sheet. Mm -hmm. Um, he's very specific and really works well with us on, um, exercises that the kids can understand through the videos as mm -hmm. well as the explanation, uh, but are also the kids see the, the kids see the results. They see that these exercises seem to be helping me and I'm getting stronger and they, you know, they're, they're high school type kids for mm -hmm. our senior program. So they want to feel stronger they want to feel that there's something I can stand there at first to get them to, to buy into it and say, this is going to really help you. But if they don't see a result, relatively soon in some way, shape or form. It's not always time related, but they need to feel like they're getting stronger um, or have a, are able to handle the skill that we're asking them to do better. And I think that, that his ability to tie those exercises to the training that we're doing and, and make it adapt, even, even as we just came out of our, basically our championship season, mm -hmm. you know, tailoring it to saying, Hey, I've got this guy and this guy and this girl that are going to be moving on we project for the state championships for high school. Mm. Can we, can we tailor their exercises to have them continue on? But yet these 20 people are going to be trying to peak at our regional meet. And he was like, absolutely. And they mix and they just sign on and the exercises and the programs and the repetitions are tailored for wherever they are in their season. And that's been, that's been absolutely crucial to the success we've had this year. Yeah, it's awesome to hear about the collaboration, especially from your end, Eric, because I hear, you know, Bo all the time saying he's talking to you. And, and so I, <laughs> I trust that it, but just hearing yeah. it from your end, like yeah. we're trying to make sure like we can walk that line. So speak of, you know, having someone in a remote capability, like, you know, we can't necessarily have Bo be there all the time, but have it enough to feel like he's a part of your coaching staff and team. And that's great to hear that, you know, you as a coach feel like, yes, it's working. And if there needs to be changes or, you know, we got this coming up that there can be some adaptation. And just the fact that you guys are continually able to connect and make it, I'm, I'm sure, feel like he's part of the coaching staff there and, and helping with the success of your program. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have our designated times that we're going to schedule to talk, but um, I can always shoot him a note and um, communicate via email or text or just say, hey, why don't you give me a call? Or he says vice versa. He says, I'm not quite sure what, you, what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. uh, why don't you give me a call? And we set up a time. Um, but that's the way I pitched it to our to our club board um, when they said, you know, we're looking at an expenditure here. And what is this? I said, we're really hiring a staff member. Yeah. I said, he's going to be remote for most of it, but we're really hiring a staff member. And, uh, and we've had people and we continue to have people that have a strength background in, within our program, but, um, the specificity and the, and the connectivity that, that, uh, he's been able to provide are really second to none. All right. That does it for this episode, the surge strength podcast. Remember by midnight tonight, if you're listening to this on the day, this release July 27th, if you sign up for the surge strength dryland certification, you'll get two free accesses to study sessions and be able to save $100 off when you use the coupon code SSDC, the credentials you'll be able to have after your name once you pass the final exam. And then you have through Thursday night of this week, July 30th, to still save $100 by signing up using SSDC. So after tonight, those bonus study sessions are going away, but you'll still be able to save on that coupon through midnight on July, Thursday night, the 30th. So that's it for this episode. We got a couple more episodes coming this week as well. So be on the lookout and I'm excited about them. So we'll see you then.